1: Motorcycle Talk Show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing.
2: You know how fast you are going?
1: Industry news. Trends. The people involved.
3: I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith.
1: This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio.
4: Alright, welcome to another riveting edition of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. I'm Tony Wink. With my sidekick, PJ Dorn from Hicklin Power Sports, Scott Casper is taking the week off dealing with dogs and bats.
5: Makes perfect sense if you know him.
4: <laughs> Truth. Our producers are Jack and Leanne Daly on. Big thanks to Tommy Boy Halverson and uh, Ed camp for all their contributions on the show. Big news in motocross, Eli Tomac delivers his third title in a row in the 450 class
5: the three yeah
4: he's the only man to do that in our modern times only ricky carmichael did it that's sort of our era tony d and gary jones have won the u.s elite outdoor motocross title three years in a row that's it that's the only people that have done it so big congrats to eli tomac and the entire monster energy kawasaki team one round still remains so he wrapped that up early uh, for the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships this weekend, this coming weekend in Crawfordsville, Indiana, the Ironman, which relatively is new to the series compared to some of the other rounds, but it's already become a fan favorite and they get massive crowds. So they have the GNCC there, as we talked yeah. about off air. It's awesome. yep yeah. Yep. So it's a really good facility. They have a regional there for Loretta Lynn's. Uh, so that'll be a good round. Looks like they have some good weather coming, at least hopefully. Second place is still wide open for Marvin Muskin and Kenny Rockson with only five points separating the two in the 450 class. And it appears uh, former Supercross champ Jason Anderson will finish fourth in that series. In the 250 class, it's Adam Cirillo, Title to lose, for sure, as he sits 30 points ahead of the Frenchman Dylan Ferrandez. And I believe Justin Cooper should finish third in that series. We had Peoria this weekend. It looked like it was going to be a rainout. They pulled her off. Talk about that, PJ.
5: Yeah, it was a, a historic weekend for many reasons. One, in the lightweight class, we had a young Dallas Daniels get his first professional uh, American flat track win in the singles class, followed by Dan Bromley and Jesse Janish. And in the Twins class, for the first time since the year 2003, someone other than the Prince of Peoria, or now the King of Peoria, Henry Wiles, stood on top of the podium. Uh, Unfortunately, he was recovering from an injury. He suffered at the uh, Black Hills um, race at the half mile. So this year goes to Briar Bauman, followed closely by his brother Bronson. And our first guest tonight, can't wait to talk to him, J.D. Beach, finished out the podium. And this coming weekend, of course, we will also have MotoGP from Silverstone with the return of Jorge Lorenzo to the Repsol team. And we've also got Moto America going racing in Pittsburgh. And we'll be talking to some of those guys tonight as well.
4: All right, thanks, PJ. We're going to uh, – uh, let me tell you who's going to be on the show. Chris Hawkins is going to be on, who's uh... – one of the the helpers with the bull taco astro cup which is going on next weekend they're going to have that and then also them boys are all going to go to davenport and race on friday august 30th in conjunction with that huge uh the motorcycle swap meet the vintage swap Meet, antique motorcycle swap meet i guess it is so uh chris will be on he's a he's a super cool guy jesse janish is on who's um a uh, AFT singles class racer, sitting fourth, I think, in points. J.D. Beach, as you mentioned, our number two. We're going to have Tristan Hart, who is a extremely talented 22-year-old off-road rider. He finished uh, remarkable 14th overall in the Erzberg Rodeo this year. So you know he's no slouch. And then uh, your buddy, our buddy, Drake Beacham, is going to be on.
5: Yep, friend of Pit Pass.
4: You bet. And uh, so anyway, let's go to our first guest, J.D. Beach. J.D., uh, let's talk about. Peoria, how was that?
3: Uh, it, it was good. It was. uh I mean, uh, really, when I w- woke up that uh that day, I, I really didn't even think we were going to be racing because, I mean, it was pouring down rain. But uh, I mean, the track did uh, a great job getting it ready, and uh, I, I mean, it's been. It was the first time I raced there since 2015. But I mean, the the that's
5: the tr- that's the track was track tr- night. JD, what'd you think of that? If you haven't been there since fifteen, you haven't been there since uh, they started running twins. So this was the first time for you to huck one around that particular track. What'd you think of that jump on your guys' big bikes? Because we were there last year, year before, and man, that's a that's it, no it was joke. rough. Parts <laughs> parts were falling off bikes last year and the year before.
3: Yeah, no. They, they, this year they spent a lot, a lot of time on the jump and uh, re- really, really kind of uh, reface the jump and <laughs> changed it a bit. And and I, I, I think all of the twins did well um, off the jump. I, I, I honestly don't even think one broke. Uh-uh.
4: No foot pegs falling off, or or uh, no, no. we saw all that the first we, year. We
3: we we're yeah, I mean we we're still getting a lot of air, but but no, I I I think the jump was uh, re- real smooth.
5: Well, congrats again on your podium finish. JD you came in third, and uh, heck of a race having the brothers in front of you. Uh, you hadn't raced there in a few years. It's odd almost it seems to talk about anybody but Henry Wiles winning it that's what people used to say before Chris Carr retired it was weird to talk about anyone winning it before he quit um unfortunately we didn't get to see Wiles but was the I mean did the day go pretty smooth after the near rainout
3: yeah yeah I, I think so uh I mean I at, at, at least for me we, we were kind of hoping we'd have uh a, a little bit more speed there. But, uh, with, with that track and the, the way the her, the herds are, it, it was, uh, a, a little hard, uh, for us on the, on the Yamahas. But, but no, I mean, I, I think the day went smooth. It, it was, it was kind of nice. Cause, uh, the day went,
2: hmm,
3: Went by quick because they, they 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 were wanting to get it done before it rained again and before it got dark. So so it was good.
5: Well, that's awesome, and I think it's worth touching back. JD, you've had uh, you've done a number of rides this year. I guess I don't know the total count. Whenever it seems, whenever there hasn't been a conflict with your uh, Moto America ride, you've been out in the AFT Twins class. Congrats on your win at the Buffalo Chip, man. Uh, that was that was impressive. Uh, how cool is it to be standing on top of that podium? Yeah, it, it,
3: it was it it, it it was cool, but it was, it was I I I think that was the first time I've ever been heartbroken to win just because the the way uh, the 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 way I won with with Jake uh, my. team, he made and Draken on the last lap and the last turn win. When he had led the whole race, it, it kind of it it sucked, but but no, I mean it, it was still cool to get the win
4: there. Didn't you win in Arizona too? Yes. Yeah. You're so you got a couple of wins and a, and a, so what are you sitting in like ten? You're, you're 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 knocking on top ten without even hitting them all.
3: Yeah, I, I think right now I'm sitting eleventh, maybe.
5: That's an, an impressive run for a very hotly contested Two wins series. and a podium this
4: last weekend. That's uh, not bad for a road racer. And we're only
5: talking about <laughs> three of them. We're only talking about three of them. You know, you've had other great results. You've been solid on the bike. Has that bike been getting better? I know Estenson, we've we've talked to him. We've talked to everybody who races for him. His bikes are incredible and seeming to be getting better. I mean, is. It, it certainly seems like the team's gelling around this MTO seven. Is that what's really? Does it feel that way to the racers?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the bike is getting better. It's not. It, it's not changing as fast as we had hoped, but but it, it's not too bad. But I know the team is working super hard. So I mean, there's it, it, it. It's not because uh, they're they're not trying. It's just. Uh, when, when, when you're trying to, trying to develop a bike while you're racing, it, it's, uh, a bit hard.
4: Any, any riding off, outside of just the racing on that bike?
3: Not, not right now. At, at least for me, just because, uh, when, when I'm not there, I'm at a moto, uh, I'm, America race so i mean it's like so every weekend i've got something
5: going on
4: so it, it must be nice to be a rock star like you
5: no kidding man. <laughs> just fly to races everybody hands you cool stuff did i bring my helmet
4: oh you've got my helmet okay good here we go let me throw my bike over this oh i'm gonna go ahead and win this race okay great <laughs> <laughs> we're proud of you man it's, I'm, I'm happy for you it's cool thank
3: you very much
5: yeah, that's you've only, awesome. You've only got three rounds left in Moto America. I guess uh, AFT Series is getting pretty thin as well. Um, what are you looking forward to doing in the off season? I mean, is there, is there an offseason for J.D. Beach, or does he uh, head to Europe and do a bunch more racing that we don't know about?
3: Yeah, you know, I, I, I really don't know yet, because I, I, I don't really know what, what I'll be doing uh, for next year, but... I, my, my hope and my plan is October because I, I think the last race of the AFT season uh, is the last week of September, so October, I'm planning on staying home the whole time, not not going well, for one weekend, I'm going to Michigan for a big ride, but other than that, I, I don't plan on uh, leaving the house.
4: You going to go up and riding up in the UP on dirt bikes? Yeah. Oh, man, have you ever done it?
3: Yeah, we there, there's a uh, a big group of some 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 guys that go right, you know, I I I think you might have heard like this guy Jared Nees, uh Brian Smith, mean like some, some 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 guys that race a, a little bit. But, but no, it, it, it it's fun there, there's a huge group of us that that uh that uh that go up and and it's a fun time
4: i may have heard of them I, I assume they're just some local guys in michigan or something but uh yeah yeah, it's, right. uh, yeah and, and, <laughs> and,
3: and and actually one of your next guests uh last year he was in texas drove up to my house and then we drove up there to, uh together
4: the thing about the up is that there's no way to rock star that thing there's no that i know of airports that you can just say hey meet you boys there. pick me up at the airport. Like most people do to me, you know, it's uh, green, it's a
5: green Bay'd be about as good as you're going to get. It's a drive. That's yeah, a haul from there, but it's
4: worth it. And, uh, uh, we've, we went with, uh, so when parts Unlimited had a deal, we would go up there and I would, I either worked for, for a vendor, to parts unlimited, or I'd sneak my way in with some bike shop. They would say, all right, let Tony go. He'd be one of our guys. And we did rides up there every year. And, uh, dick burleson would be the guide and i rode with scott summers i rode with jimmy jarrett david knight um john dowd was there it was a bunch of cool it was super cool and and believe me them boys they know how to bogey find down the, trails. the trail. yeah down the trail. yeah they're like try to keep up dubby i'm like okay i'm coming <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun yeah I'm, I'm envious in that when is your trip to the up because that's the weather's kind of, it gets cold pretty quick up there.
3: Yeah, I think it's the second weekend of October.
4: Yeah, it'll be cold.
3: Yeah, it's, yeah. Your, it's no longer yeah, no warm. it was cold last
4: year. Yeah, take your riding gear because it'll be Oh yeah, your jackets and stuff. Well, that's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a, a, a road racing question, if you don't mind. I know you're Mr. Flat Track right now, but I wanted to talk about Laguna Seca, where you raced the, uh, both the Moto America and the World Super on two different bikes, two different brands of tires. It had to be an incredible uh, experience trying to transition to you back to back, and and I'm just curious what some of the you know some of the more major differences were with the Dunlops and the Pirellis, which you had to use for World Supers and 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 all that. That's uh, that had to have been no easy easy task to get done.
3: Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of work. I mean, not only for me, but for the team too, because. Yeah, i i would go out uh for world superbike and uh that was like a 15 uh minute session and then i'd come back in i'd have to change my suit cuz the suit had n- different stuff on it and go back out for yeah go back out for moto america so and then once I got done with those two sessions we had about an hour break or maybe an an hour and a half break and we and me and Richard with attack would have to go over the data and the bike and so after I had just gotten done riding for an hour on the, the Moto America bike I had to go back and try and remember what I did on the world Superbike, go go go! On that stuff, and not get confused when we went over the Moto America stuff. So, I mean, it was it was a like just that stuff was a a a lot of work.
5: And did you end up with JD? I am sure at the end of it all, at the end of the weekend, uh, you've got a great team. Were you? was it massively different setups based on the two different tires cuz as i understood the bikes were relatively the same uh, spec as far as uh, setup goes you just clearly had to tune one for one tire and tune the other for another tire were the were the settings a long long ways apart or was it small details
3: i i, I wouldn't say it, it was long long ways but it was quite a bit uh bit different between the two bikes and, and even uh, because on the world, super bike, we, we could only rev it to 14.7, and the Moto uh, Amer- America bike goes to, I, I think, 15.2 or so. So, I mean, d- just that alone with the electronics, with the uh, tr- traction control, wheel- wheelie control, and, like, even,
5: my like, shift points and stuff were... A bit
4: different. Yeah, it wouldn't be.
5: I can imagine that would might even change uh, overall gearing or gear selection at least if those you know four five hundred RPMs off the top end. I can imagine that. Changing so do the boys talk
4: to each other when they're when they're setting? I mean, it's it's got to be it's got to be a lot of working together. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, I mean, well, l- luckily we I, I, there there was one crew that 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 i've worked with with the whole, whole season and they worked with richard last year too and they, i mean they work really hard for i mean it's a small crew and uh they 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 work re- really hard and they know their job to do and Man, they, they they did
4: a they did a great job. JD, it's always fun having you on. Congratulations on all your success. We want to uh, just keep it rolling. It's it's awesome to watch. We're big fans here at Pit Pass.
3: Awesome, thank you very yeah. much.
4: All right, we're going to take a break. On the other side, we've got Jesse Janish going to join us. Talk a little bit about the AFC Singles class. This is Pit
1: Pass. Stay tuned. <music>
6: Hey everybody! This is Hillbilly David Bebout, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio.
1: Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings, and the VRM300, it's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140, it's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber! Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to PitPass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new PitPass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, PitPass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new PitPass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.
0: This is 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hickland Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest-to-ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who Like to take their fun off road more than on? There's the high performance enduro derived Yamaha WR250R featuring long travel suspension and advanced high end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't
4: wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. and make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack Dalyon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946.
2: This is Jason Conlon, Pro Supermoto Racer, and you're listening to Pit
4: Pass Alright, welcome back. We want to thank Tech, the science of suspension. For nearly 30 years, Racetech has been producing the highest quality suspension components and tools, including gold valves for most types of motorcycles and ATVs. You can visit their website at Racetech.com. They did my suspension for Loretta's, and I got to say, it is the best stuff that I have ridden to date, and I want to give a big thanks to Rob and Chris and everybody over there and Wyatt. Don't want to forget Wyatt. So thanks, guys, at Racetech. All right, our uh, our last guest was J.D. Beach. If you missed that, you can go back and listen, pitpassmotor.com or on our app. Up next is a very fast AFT single-class single racer, Jesse Janish, joins us now. What's up, Jesse? How are you? Welcome to Pit Pass.
7: Um. I'm doing well. How are you?
4: We are just fine here. Talk about talk about flat track. How's it
5: going? Congrats on your podium at the TET, man! Great job. Oh,
7: thank you. It was uh, it was definitely a pretty crazy day. Um, waking up to a monsoon, literally. Um, <laughs> I slept at the track because uh, we've got we've got a pretty nice break thanks to Roost Systems, and uh, we slept at the track. And uh, wow, I mean, we woke up and it started drizzling and. I was like, all right, that's cool. Like, we can race tomorrow, being that uh, we would just do it on Sunday. And, uh, man, I tell you what, the weather came in hard, and we sat through it, and they were, like, telling us how they were just going to wait and, like, make a decision. And I'm like, there's there's just no way it's happening. And uh, But uh, AFT and as well as PMC is sponsored by Caterpillar. And I tell you what, they have some of, like, the craziest equipment I have ever seen that comes out there. They literally scraped, like, probably six inches off the track and uh, and literally reshaped everything and and gave us a you know a good racetrack to race on for the day. Um it was pretty surprising.
4: You know, uh, and you you can I've have slept in half a million dollar coaches and I've slept in 50 dollar campers and they it whenever it rains and you're hoping it doesn't rain, it sounds like it sounds like it's like hail no matter what, right? Even if you're in your van, it just sounds like oh man it's soup It's always loud in a camper or in a coach, isn't it?
7: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the van is the van's really loud because that's just <laughs> basically a tin roof. Yeah. Um, at least in the hauler, it's, it's like uh, you know, it's got a little bit of insulation, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not like uh, not like sleeping in a house. Unfortunately, or fortunately, it didn't it didn't start really coming down until uh, we were already up. I mean, we wake up at especially for that round, we're up at about six in the morning um just to start making breakfast and then uh and then get in because that's a that's an early it's a day race for us obviously so um you know some of the rounds we don't have to be there till like 10 in the morning uh that one we're there at 7 a.m so um so yeah we were already up when it started raining but uh yeah we're just pretty much sitting and hanging out i actually started watching uh the ama motocross race on my phone um was watching qualifying and everything when they made the call that we are actually gonna gonna be going racing that day so
5: and how was, uh, did the infield flood, I've been there before, and boy, it seems like that's about the lowest place out there. Was the infield completely a lake?
7: It was surprising. It actually wasn't bad. Um, you know, it. I think the, what the reality was is it didn't rain long. It just rained really, really hard. So, yeah, it was surprising, but it wasn't bad. Um, obviously, it was a little muddy when we first got there, but the pit area was good, Um that's obviously all grass anyways. but it, it wasn't bad. The only, I mean, it was a little bit of a struggle because a lot of the, you know, the big rigs can't drive down the hill. So a lot of us were yeah. borrowing trucks, borrowing vans. I actually borrowed uh, Jared Vanderkoy's van, um, to get my stuff down there. And, uh, and you know, that's a little bit of a task also. And then we just rode the bikes down the hill. So, uh, you know, going across the track, literally my bikes were, were muddy before I touched the track to actually ride, you know, but it was what it was. And, and AFT and Caterpillar did a great job getting everything turned around, and it was fortunate we were be able, we were able to race.
5: Yeah, that's uh, no doubt. A, a kudos go to the PMC because that. Yeah, JD said the same thing. Uh, it, no one thought they were racing that day, and then it came really good. Actually, he said the track got really good. Uh, how was it in your classes? Very single start first, so I'm sure you guys got the the slippery end of the scale.
7: Um, actually, so that. It depends on the track, but they kind of flip-flop us a lot. So Twins actually went first for the day. Um, Typically, I think uh, a couple of the arguments in the past were that the singles riders with less experience don't necessarily make the best line choice for the track. Um, At least that was the argument out of some of the Twins riders. So AFT just corrected that by just allowing the Twins riders to go first. So a lot of the tracks we actually go to, AFT Twins uh, start the practice sessions um and then it singles follow and then it the schedule always flip flops but um with the twins riders being a lower rider count normally than the singles are first for the heat races so a lot of times we get done with qualifying and we're almost right back up into our heat races because we go after the twins so it's kind of a weird deal but um the track was good uh we didn't have a whole lot of time for track prep because we were so delayed on the sun so i think personally on for me that hurt um because we went into the main and the track was a lot drier and it was starting to chuck out which is not my strong suit. Um so it kind of sucked for me. I went from being pretty fast, I went from being fast all day and actually like fast qualifier and and was on pole for the main and then went out in the main and, and kind of struggled. So that part of it for myself sucked, but um but regardless for for the racing and for uh you know for the fans and for everybody else, I mean it was great just to be able to get it in and and not have to delay it that day and worry about you know fan count and everything else. I'm sure it was hurting with the rain, but you know it's always it's always it's always better if we can get it on the day of the event and not have to delay it all.
5: Yeah, that's for you, sure.
4: You sing praises to uh, the organization and and Caterpillar and and uh, PMC and AFT. A lot of people are are talking about AF- AFT and American Fly Track and, and the changes that they're making. Um, what are you What are your thoughts? Are you uh I mean, you sound like you're pretty stoked on them.
7: Um, I mean, as far as, like, are you talking next year with the Super Twins or mm-hmm. just in general over the last couple of years?
4: Yeah, I'm talking about uh, both, to be fair, because they've done a lot of good things, and maybe you don't agree with all of them, but, but I would but I would like to hear your opinion as a rider overall, the things that they're, you think that they should have done differently or should be doing differently, or I don't know. I just kind of want to get a rider's opinion, and you uh, you seem like you might give them a fair – shot on the air of, of how you feel
7: uh yeah i mean as far as you can't argue with the the fact that we're racing in front of a lot of people um you know I, unfortunately back in 2011 i remember racing in front of like 500 people if not less um so you certainly can't argue the fact that we're getting in front of a lot of people nowadays which is awesome um so that's obviously kudos to them from a personal side side i wish they would market more riders Um, I know they have a marketing plan that kind of revolves around only certain riders, which I don't prefer. I would like to see, you know, a lot of the riders, if a rider is doing well that day, I'd love to see them, you know, get the publicity that I think they deserve. I think, um, a lot of people are spending a lot of money to be involved in the sport. And I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with keeping those people happy. And sometimes just as something as little as a social media post or something like that can go a long way with, with, uh, you know, with some morale for some people, um, in regards to next year, I, you know, we're gonna have to wait it out and see what happens. Um, there's a lot of questions with the rules and, and uh and some of the stuff coming out and I mean I'm basically sitting around like everybody else that doesn't really know what's gonna happen yet. They haven't uh I mean they sent out like the the structure of what they were thinking and um you know there were certainly some, some arguments and some not happy people in the pit area and I know there was a meeting after that and it seems like a lot of things have are starting to get questioned and possibly changed, and it, it's not like uh, it's not necessarily written down as the rule for next year yet. So, um, just kind of sitting around and waiting. I don't think the singles class is going to change much, which that's where I'm going to be next year. Um, so, really, my only opinion is based off as a fan, you know, and, and looking for the next riders coming up, and and more concern for them. Um, I don't necessarily like the fact if it's cut off at 16 riders. Um, only because, you know, as a, as a young guy coming into the sport, does it, can they look forward to being in that class? I don't know. You know, I, I know when I came in the goal, you know, the first goal is normally make a main, get a national number, um, you know, and baby steps. And, and now that's kind of being taken away, I guess, a little bit. Um, there's obviously other opportunity though. The singles class is not what it was, you know, five years ago. It's no, not it's, what it was three years ago.
4: Singles class is legit now. It is a legit. Yeah pro class and it was not back i don't want to say it. i don't want to take anything away from anybody but they've they've really made the singles class what the the 250 class is in outdoors or supercross in my opinion absolutely. it's
7: absolutely rock
4: stars yep. rock stars are racing the singles class right and, and right
7: i mean back in back in like I'm, I'm just thinking like brad baker i mean brad breaker excuse me Brad break well brad baker you had him um, Jeffrey Carver and, like, Rispoli, those were, like, the top three guys. I'm not taking anything away from fourth or get back. But, like, those two, three guys were pretty elite. And it was easier to get a fourth. Now, man, a fourth is hard to come by. I mean, if you're getting fourth, you're a legit dude in the class. And I'm not saying that, you know, you can win singles and go, you know, beat Breyer in the Twins class by any means. But the singles class is definitely getting tough to where if Breyer came down, he wouldn't win every event, you know would he be close? Well, maybe. He'd definitely be consistent, but I don't think he'd be winning every cl- every race in our class, you know.
4: Can you explain for for our listeners and and what what they are proposing with the only 16 riders and the teams own the 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 numbers and that sort of thing?
7: Um yeah, I mean from from the way I understand it is basically it's it's trying to copycat a little bit of a MotoGP style. So they're going to have, like, their own pit area. Um, in, in regards to that, I'm not sure how that's going to be worked out, if if it's going to be, like, fan access at all times or how what their perspective is. Um, but, yeah, it's supposed to be basically 16 riders, and the theory there is that now you're going to have 16 guys that you know for a fact are showing up at every round throughout the series. And right now we don't necessarily have that. We've got about 12 regular guys um you know Brian Smith has had a little some issues this year. He skipped a couple rounds. Uh, Brandon Robinson's got an injury right now. He skipped a couple rounds. So the theory is basically from a fan aspect, you're going to know that the rider you're rooting for is going to be there no matter what, um, because they're scheduling at that 16 riders. They're in the main event. They're guaranteed spots, and from there, um, you know you're just you're just going to know that they're going to be there. And then from from the sanctioning bodies aspect also they can market you that way also um you know we're going to go to certain round, let's say peoria and they're going to obviously market henry Wiles. you know he's going to be there you know he's going to be good and that's going to be like his week to shine and then you know we're going to go to springfield mile and that might be brian smith's time, or you know and we're going to go to another round like buffalo chip and you're going to highlight jake johnson because you know he's good there and so I, I, I get it from, like, the fan aspect. You know, right now it's maybe a little bit of a question mark if that rider you want to root for is even showing up. So I get it from that side, but um, I still I still prefer that you race your way into the main event. I, I guess I uh, maybe I have the old-school roots there a little bit.
4: Well, I, w- I think what they're trying to do, and, and, and I've invited Michael Locke to be on the show. He says he can do it in, like, a week or two. I was hoping to get him on this week, but we'll get him. He's always, he's always uh, made time for us on on pit pass but you know they they're wanting to uh you know obviously it's a marketing thing and I and I commend them for that and change is difficult but I I feel the same way too just just that if there's a guy that's that's good enough to throw his leg over and put it in the main event then then how can you turn him away because as a fan and maybe, you know, so they're trying to bring in new fans. I would assume that's why they're they're uh, wanting to do it this way. Fans that maybe don't exist or people that are not that interested and they want to be able to brand them, market them, that sort of thing. I get it. Um, but also, uh, you know, from a guy that's grown up racing, continues to race, I'm involved in racing. I mean, you know, I work for Wiseco. I, there's there's a lot of stuff that I, you know, on a weekly, daily basis that I, that I deal with in racing and that kind of thing there's a guy that's good enough, you know, if, is J.D. Beach going to be able to go racing in the Twins class? Because I sure want to see him race there, but now he can't maybe because the team doesn't have a place for him. You know what I mean?
3: Right. Right,
7: and then what's going to happen with him is he's just going to come down in the singles class. And, cause we don't have those same rules yet. Now, will that change? I don't know. But currently, the, from the way it sounds, production Twins and singles will not follow those same rules. So... Does that mean you're going to have a, an exceptionally top-tier talented guy come down into the, quote-unquote, lesser class and start dominating? I don't know.
5: Yeah. It will be interesting to see how it all unfolds. Um, I think uh, – Honestly,
7: it, um, go ahead. sorry, a lot of guys probably don't remember, but I remember Brad, ba- Brad Baker getting his uh, provisional to race I-96 Speedway back like, in his rookie year, and he ended up throwing it in the main event, getting like a 10th. So, I mean, that's a pretty cool storyline that they're going to lose with this new concept, you know?
4: Well,
5: <laughs> and, and it sounds like you... So you believe uh, in some way, at least, Jesse, that they're they're listening to writers and teams with the input currently. Uh, I think that's what you were leading with. Is, is that a fair assessment?
7: Um, I think so, but I think it. a lot of it came because there was so much anger. But I think that a lot of that anger possibly came from maybe a little bit of a lack of communication. Um, I, I mean, not that I'm a team owner or anything like that, but I was certainly completely unaware of the new changes. Um, we sit through a meeting in the beginning of the year at Daytona and Michael Locke kind of goes over like his views. Um, and I sat through that. I didn't really see what they ended up portraying later, what he was saying back then. Um, you know, so I didn't really see it all coming. And then uh, and then they kind of just laid it out, and it was black and white. These are the policies, and these are the rules. And, I mean, there was, like, a rule where you had to have a hauler. It's like, okay, I fully understand that, you know, pit presence, they want everything to look professional, but you've also got guys like Davis Fisher, who's, like, a pretty much legitimate privateer who's finding all of his own personal funding. I mean, if you're going to take that guy, and let's say he gets fifty grand a year to go racing to fund his program. Now he needs to take all of that 50 just to buy a nice hauler. I mean, that's really unfortunate for a guy like Davis. who's now got to go try to raise double the money basically to go racing the next year. Well, you know, who's
4: a good rider. AFT may, may be, you know, with, I could see this too, that AFT could, could help and assist and bring in sponsors. I find it, um, that would be, I think that's pretty optimistic that a promoter will come in and help, a rider or a team earn money to r- run their series, um, whereas Feld is famous for stealing sponsors or taking sponsors that a that a uh, a team has and turn it into a title series sp- a sponsor. Series sponsor, yes. Um, and I probably just pissed somebody off, but I don't care. That's it's it's that's what they're <laughs> it's what they're famous for. I got examples yeah. if you want any. Um, so uh, you know, monster right? Monster
7: Energy Supercross. Well,
4: well I don't know that, I don't want to say that that's where it started with Mitch Payton but uh you never know. Um All, all right, right. Uh, we better change the subject, Jesse. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, we have to go to commercial break. We I I I could do an hour with you. You're a great interview, man.
5: Thanks. And and again, congrats on your uh, your race results this past weekend and, and this whole season you've been uh, you've been doing great. Are there any sponsors that you'd like to uh, especially uh, thank while you got the while you got the mic there, Jesse?
7: Oh, absolutely. Um, Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, has been a massive sponsor for me. Um, I moved down to Texas basically to train and race and, and work for them as well. Um, everybody else, I mean, we've had Owens come on board this year. Uh, it's been a huge help working with Jimmy Wood and switching over to Olin's, that's kind of been a big part of my program. And that's kind of why things have gone a lot better this year is just kind of having the knowledge and, and the support there from the suspension side of things. Um, otherwise, uh, just my, my typical sponsors, recluse clutches, motion pro, uh, vortex works connection, just everybody that's kind of been behind me lately. I've been getting a lot of help from Heinz Steer, and I really appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, just everybody that's been behind me, my fiance and, uh, all my friends, I mean, we kind of carpool sometimes to the races and help drive and everything else, but uh, it's been a good year so far.
4: And loan each other's vans out to get down the hill at Peoria.
7: Yep, yep, Jared Vandercoy helping me out at Peoria. <laughs> that was great.
4: All right, Jesse, we got to take a break. Appreciate the time. No problem. All right, we want to thank Wiseco Performance Products carrying a full line of forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets, clutch hubs, crankshafts, forged connecting rods, valves, and more for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine, and automobile on the planet. For one name, one solution, visit wiseco.com. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with Chris Hawkins with the Boltaco Astro Group. This is Pit Pass. Kevin Schwantz here,
8: 1993 500cc world champ. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio.
0: With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddicts.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days with the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces it must breathe well be lightweight and protective yet still durable fly racing created its evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements evolution 2.0 features the industry's first boa closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort smooth even closure no pressure points and simple one-handed adjustment add to that the evolution 2.0 pro advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike
1: For more information, visit FlyRacing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high High-quality, performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco.
4: America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.
1: Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles, off-road and on? Well, visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-to-ride electric start TW200 to the nimble lightweight XT250 to the racing-derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, I protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. The point is good. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Like Swell Vodka on Facebook. Find Swell at fine stores that sell spirits.
8: Hi, this is Ed Morling. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio.
4: Welcome back to the show. I want to thank Racetech, the science of suspension for nearly 30 years. They've been producing the highest quality suspension components and tools, including gold valves for most types of motorcycles and ATVs. Visit their website at Racetech.com. We've had a nice conversation with J.D. Beach and Jesse Janish. Jesse is uh, hes a good interview man.
5: Absolutely and knowledgeable about his sport.
4: So hopefully the next guy we have on doesn't screw it up because we've had a pretty good hour so far. <laughs> Chris Hawkins joins us one of the organizers of the Boltaco Astro Cup the Astro Invitational took place uh earlier this year at Dixie Speedway in Woodstock Georgia and was designed to benefit American Flat Tracks official charity the Rookies of 79 charity for injured riders and he joins us now Chris Hawkins what's up man how are you
6: Good man thank you thank you good interview with the guys before sounded uh those are uh all these amazing individuals, and I'd love to get to their level someday
4: well, I don't think we ever will Chris <laughs> <laughs> I think that's wishful thinking, but uh yeah
6: yeah
4: so t- you you've got uh you've got a busy weekend coming up next week.
6: We do have a busy weekend and and it actually got widened a little bit, so um there's about 60 of us throughout the United States that have varying degrees of Astros and we come together usually at about 20 at a time for events scattered around the country. Um, we've most recently kind of in the last year or so gotten involved with AFT and sometimes get to be their halftime show Atlanta. Uh, we, we raced down there and I was very fortunate to, uh, um, Davey Durrell is one of my riders and I got to get on top of the box with him. Um, we won that race. So, uh, we we have we have a good time chasing these astros around the country. And um this coming weekend will be Thursday night in Springfield, Friday night in Davenport, and then come back to Springfield Saturday night for the class of 79 fundraiser that they're doing during the one miles. Uh, originally we were looking at doing a race on Monday there back in Springfield, but they kind of canceled that or we weren't able to uh, put that one together. So.
4: So your, your, your class is 79, the, the, the benefit, tell me, tell me what that is. What is it? What does that consist of? Is so that something we can join as fans?
6: Absolutely. The class of 79 is for injured riders. Um, there's really not a, like um, JD and Jesse were on before, I'm sure most of them have very limited healthcare insurance. So, and especially when you're doing extreme sports, most insurance companies won't even observe that. So, the class is 79, and I can't rattle them all off. I wish I could. Charlie, Charlie Roberts is kind of the kingpin or the leader of it all. He's the director, um, who is an astro writer as well. Um, Scotty Parker, Wayne Rainey, uh, Ronnie Jones, uh, Lance Jones, and Jackie Mitchell. Um, they are all the board of the Class of 79, and it's basically a nonprofit that helps support injured riders. And, um, we do our bull taco races, um, as we, you and I spoke earlier. We take our number plates, have our riders sign them, and those become option material for the um, for the class of 79. And we do very well with the number plates. Uh, part of the reason we change the colors up on the number plates is they've become somewhat of a collectible.
4: Yeah, and I can see some of them, d- depending on the rider, depending on how they finish, that kind of thing, could bring some pretty good money.
6: Yep, they do. Um General rule of thumb: I think Davies uh, after Atlanta brought uh, two hundred fifty dollars, something like that, and you got twenty riders spread out across there. It's a it's a three or four thousand dollar payday for the class of seventy nine, and they're at every AFT event um, selling uh, their wares. Uh, and again, all those dollars and all those proceeds go right back to injured riders.
5: And that is awesome. in the riders, I'm sure, uh, that this is all. When you say injured riders, you're referring specifically to current AFT rate racers, or are we across multiple disciplines?
6: We're no, we're cross. They're across the board. All they have to be is basically a flat track racer. They do as much on the amateur side as they do on the pro side. This is for injured flat track riders.
5: Gotcha. Making it a much even farther reaching. Uh, uh, type of charity and that's again impressive and kudos to you and uh and those like you doing this can you tell us a little bit about these bikes because uh well they haven't made it astros for quite some time and you guys have 60 some of them that it sounds like are uh, a traveling circus that go racing with them
6: well we we have uh, approximately 60 owners and at any given time 20 owners in, in one place i personally hold five of them Um, They stopped making them in 79, uh, and that, you run into a whole, uh, we could do a whole hour-long show on the demise of Bull Taco, and Marco is a dictator in Spain, and AMA and changing the rules, and it it gets real complicated, but we won't go there, but yeah, there's about uh, 60 of us that travel around the country and uh, uh, get to put on our races when we can. I ultimately only get to do maybe four or five a year. um I still have a day job this really doesn't pay anything <laughs> so uh this is this is my therapy or my passion. are you married uh i i am i am i am engaged getting ready to get married
4: so she's probably pretty cool if she's going along with this uh this bull taco she's astro more thing.
6: <laughs> she's more hardcore than I am she uh back last fall um I was uh, she. We raced one weekend, and um, I was you know wasn't excited. I was just down there cleaning bikes, and she goes, "You need to turn those around. We're going to Ocala next week." <laughs> so she's as, she's as hardcore as anybody ever is, and she's my driver. That's uh,
4: that's fun. We we have
6: uh, very very blessed to have a great motor to run up and down the highway in, and she's my driver. I don't think I've driven six feet out the end of the driveway.
5: Well, you've got a deal.
6: Yeah, forty foot coach, twenty four foot trailer, and I just sit over there and sleep.
5: That is that's a deal and uh it's too late. I can't ask if she's got a sister. I'm recently married myself. Uh, <laughs> so uh I guess that's over. What well, what kind of power if, so people know what they're looking at when you guys get out there and force what kind of power are you getting out of these Astros? Are we talking fifteen to twenty or are we talking thirty horsepower?
6: Oh no, we're uh, we're all liars. Let me just get that laid out there and
5: you're never going to get <laughs> you're a, never going to yeah, get a straight, so straight answer from, it, yeah. gotcha so,
6: so we generally I, I i can give you some ranges we're uh we're going to be somewhere between about 38 horsepower and about 46 horsepower so and that's on a 360 model in a place like atlanta a big half mile davenport you'll be able to actually see the 360 matter at Springfield, the little bull ring, um, I actually have Davey riding a two hundred and fifty there because I don't believe it matters.
4: Hmm. So, um, you, you, so your schedule Thursday. You're doing what are you doing there on Thursday at Springfield?
6: So that's uh, uh, Steve Nace's District Seventeen race. Normally, mm. we would race there on Saturday night. Our plan when we started looking at doing this was Davenport. Friday night, Springfield, Saturday night, obviously stick around for the mile on Sunday.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: May, May race gets rained out. They decide to do double headers, pushes everything back. So uh, now what was normally their Saturday night show gets kind of compressed into part of a Friday night show. And um, the Saturday morning show that he normally has, which is the District 17 race, Gets pushed to Thursday night. Yeah, and we're part of the District Seventeen race Thursday night.
4: Yeah, so it's a lot of racing for you guys, and a lot of driving, a lot of windshield time. Will yeah. you take your whole rig when you do that? When you when you come in on Friday into Davenport, will you have your whole rig, or will you will you downsize oh, yeah. into somebody's van, or no, what? No,
6: no, 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 no. no. Yeah, no, we'll uh, 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 that's no, we'll we'll bring I'll bring everything. You need my creme, Tony. Okay. She she swings wide and she'll. Uh, <laughs>
5: It will cut us the path. There, there's a lot of room there at Davenport. We'll get her
4: done. Um, yeah, I'm not worried about it. That's funny. Just make sure she's driving and not you, so we know. Because uh,
5: absolutely,
4: if she's the driver, I don't want a rookie behind the wheel coming in here hitting the walls uh, in Davenport. She's the pro. Yep. She's the pro. So uh, you've you've got um, so on a Thursday. What kind of crowd do you think it'll be in Davenport? I, I, or excuse me, know. Springfield? Oh,
6: Thursday thir- in Springfield. I really don't know. I I. uh I I don't know what to anticipate. Um, I I hope it's a good crowd. Um, it's Lord knows it's a big race weekend um, yeah. really across the country. So uh, I hope we have a good crowd Thursday night. But I I've, we've never raced there on a Thursday night. I couldn't tell you, you know?
4: Yeah, I don't know. I've never been there on a Thursday night ever. So yeah. um, not for a motorcycle race anyway. D- do you think – how many guys do you think you'll have come to uh, to Springfield and your Ast- on the Astros and then then back to Davenport, then back to Springfield? Will they all
6: do it? Well, no, they're not all going to do it. Uh, so we, you know, there's several of them. Like um, Kevin uh, um, Kevin Varns, he'll race Thursday night, and then he basically has to stay in Springfield because he'll be racing Saturday. Um, Rob McClendon, who won Springfield last year a.k.a. Robbie Bobby. Everybody knows him by Robbie Bobby over Rob McClendon. Oh, yeah. Um, he, he, you know, he's turning wrenches for uh, Dalton Gaultier this year. So he'll race Thursday night and can't come Friday night. So it, we'll, we'll, we'll lose a few um, coming to Davenport, but I hope not many.
5: That's going to be a great, great race. Uh, I can't, I can't wait. I know who is coming. Oh
4: Davey Durrell's coming on, on Friday night in, in Davenport. Yep. Because I got his pre-entry, yep. and I know who else is coming. Parker. Chris Carr.
5: Chris Carr. I'm sorry, not Chris Parker Carr. Carr. Yeah,
4: Chris he's Carr's he's coming. i like,
5: just. yeah, Parker's coming. You got That's a good piece of information. <laughs> so it,
6: it, it will be, uh, you're going to have Lance Jones there, um, who is part of the class of 79. Sure. Um, Paul, Co- Paul Covert, who's traveled the Midwest quite a bit uh has a very strong amateur resume um it's going to be it's going to be a salty race just between uh chris um davy and lance i would expect would expect nothing less than one of those to be at the top of the box
4: so of course but chris carr is chris carr right but i think yep. Davey Durrell i, I i was i was just watching some old videos and stuff just you know kind of being this feeling nostalgic because it's it's davenport coming up and and it's a you know it's a vintage old guy race um i think i think it's going to be fun to watch i'm not going to say anything because i don't want to get in trouble but
5: no you don't want to pick any favorites before they show (laughs) up because they might just not not show up well
4: uh,
6: they're both on my bikes so i've uh I can tell you, uh, four weeks ago, Chris and I went and tested, and he got off both of them. because goes, I, I, I can't tell any difference. So I said, okay, then I've done my job. It's up to you guys. So Yeah, whatever,
5: you won't be accused wins, of making a favorite then. Oh, that's, that's good cool. For, that's he good rode for you. He
4: rode both bikes that the, 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 he's going to race and Davey's going to race, and he couldn't right. tell the Oh, that's cool. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good story. Well, I think it's it's going to be
6: a lot of fun. Yeah, They. But I, I will <laughs> – Davey has less rust on him. How about that? And I know Chris is probably listening, and my son going to blow up. <so. laughs>
5: you, know, you, you tempted fate anyway. You,
6: you know, a lot of times people – Davey's been out west for a number of years. He's the 17-time Pikes Peak Hill Climb champion. He holds mm-hmm. seven world records going up Pikes Peak on two wheels. He's still pretty fresh. He rides weekly, and um, he hadn't missed a stride. I mean, we were within four-tenths of the singles at Atlanta.
5: Wow. That's an impressive number right there. That's that's putting yeah, it I, down I, there. On
6: 50 year old, yeah, on 50-year-old crap. Crap. Yeah.
4: <laughs> really expensive, well-built crap. Well, uh, well yeah, put together crap. A, well maintained.
6: They, they, were, they were built on a dirt floor in Spain, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they rust from the inside out. I've cut enough of these bikes apart to know what they are and what they aren't.
4: That's awesome. Hey, we got we got we're at the top of the hour. We're at commercial break, but it's. I look forward to seeing you in Davenport, Chris.
6: Absolutely, Tony. Thank you for your time and letting us come on and talk about the charity. All
4: right, we're gonna take a uh, one-hour national break. I want to thank J.D. Beach, Jesse Janish, and Chris Hawkins. Hour number two, we're going to have Tristan Hart, Drake Beecham, and an open segment. This is Pit Pass. Stay tuned. There's more right after this.
1: Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires. Starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings. And the VRM300, it's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions. And it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or Recreation Riding Big Four Strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM 340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new Slow Rebound Tacky Compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a Tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber!
0: passionate about motorcycles? Ever heard of the saying that you should make a career out of what you love to do? MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com is a state-of-the-art online job board built exclusively for the power sports industry.
1: Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you were going. Industry news, trends. trends, the people involved.
2: I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwantz.
3: This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith.
1: This is Travis Pastrana. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Fit Pass Radio.
4: Welcome back to the show, hour number two with uh, Tony Wink and PJ Dorn, Scott Casper. At home dealing with bats and dogs. True story. True story. True story. Dealing with bats and dogs. But he is looking a lot better, so we want to give him a big shout out and say he we're glad he's still with us. And,
5: and hopefully feeling better yet.
4: Yep, he was sick for a while. Big thanks to Jack and Leanne De Leon and also thanks to Ed Camp and uh, Tommy Boy Halverson. We had a good hour number one. We had see who do we have? We had a we had some we had some a we fast the, road he, racer that is kind of good at flat track
5: jd the beach or maybe
4: he's a fast flat tracker he's really good at road racing i think Something he's both like that. he's both had jd beach on also jesse janish a flat tracker a really really well-spoken really fast aft singles class rider and then another well-spoken man as well um chris hawkins who is one of the organizers of the bull taco astro cup we were talking about that big event coming up for those guys next weekend on Labor Day weekend, it starts off on Thursday in Springfield, and then they head to Davenport for the Vintage Flat Track race, the half mile over there, and then they're back over into uh, uh, Springfield. So it's a busy weekend for them. A lot of a lot of windshield time for those guys. Hour number two, we've got Tristan Hart scheduled, also Drake Beecham. I know Jack is efforting to uh, to to get together with one of them. And oh oh, we got Drake Beecham on now. Let's bring him, Drake. Welcome back to Pit Pass. How are you? Not too bad. Yourself? Doing great. We're having a good show, and we're we're really excited. Whenever you're on the script, when we show up, we're really excited to see it.
5: Oh, yeah? Absolutely.
8: Who's this, uh, Drake guy that you're excited to see on the show? I need to tune in and listen to
5: him. It's you, the Drake, man. This is <laughs> PJ, and, man, congratulations since we last... <laughs> Man, had Facetime together. You've taken over the title lead, man. That is not small news. That is huge news. How are you feeling about it?
8: I'm feeling really excited about it. Um, you know, I've been working hard all year trying to make this thing work, and uh, you know, it's paying off. Just staying smart and collecting points is, you know, the name of the game, and you know, it's proven to work. <laughs> so, just got to keep on keeping on.
4: So you you play it smart, but do you just go uh, flat out for wins? Or do you try to ride and protect the – I mean, you only got, what, a one single point that you you lead the Twin twin Cups or the Uh, Twins Cup? Yeah. Uh,
8: So there is three points separating uh, the top three riders. So it's one point behind me is Dumas, and the one point behind him is uh, Barney. Wow. Michael Barnes.
5: And you guys all – you do get the final three Moto America Weekends – Twins are racing at all of those events, correct, as single-headers. So you've got 75 points on offer for the remainder of the season, right?
8: Pittsburgh's a double-header. There are two races that weekend, so it's a 100, 100 points.
5: points, 100 points remaining. So three points is essentially nothing, and you guys are all going to be battling to the end. But I like your odds. You've come on mid-season, and you just keep coming on stronger, it seems like. Is that what it feels like from your side of the handlebars, Drake?
8: Yeah, it does. You know, we keep uh, developing this bike and getting it better and better every weekend and, you know, just upgrading components. And, you know, every weekend and more time that I get on the bike, the more comfortable I feel.
5: That's that's awesome. Uh, Fortunately, I was at your first, that was your first uh, Twins Cup win was Road America, right? Correct. I had the fortune of being there with you, watching you uh, dominate uh, in that race. It was an impressive display. And, man, do you know how to win over a sponsor? A guy who might have been a small-time sponsor became a much bigger sponsor, I have to believe, uh, in the course of one Sunday afternoon.
8: Yes, uh, Billy Mallory of Brick uh, Gentry Wall Firm. He's a great dude. And, uh, you know, we were even talking on the phone just today, and uh, I was going to see if I could possibly make it down to the bile uh, to see all you guys.
4: Oh, boy. Can oh. you come on Friday? He'll be... Well, I think that he he uh, is my attorney as well and my good friend. I think the plan is he's going to come over to Davenport on on uh, Friday, 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 yeah, and then and then head over to the to the mile in Springfield.
8: Yeah, we'll just have to see if I got the time in my busy schedule. I will definitely make it up.
4: I'd probably like slip you a pit pass when nobody's looking, maybe or <laughs> yeah, so.
8: make it worth, <laughs> make it you worth a, your while.
4: What size the t shirt you wear? Alrighty. huh? medium okay i'll get you an extra medium it'll Ex, be really extra, nice extra it would be real so i get hang on what about a motorcycle Are you interested in riding a twin i could do it
8: the, on, <laughs> um, i'd have to do a little bit of training before that but i think uh you know trial by
5: fire why not
4: or i got a an old 450 Honda sitting in my garage still oh. that's all set up
5: yeah all that that bad boy was ready it and was ready and, and you haven't ridden it it's ready no i
4: bought it thinking i was going to do it and i just i didn't Nah, <laughs> i don't have time i've got 90 motorcycles i can't i can't ride one that i know nothing about so uh <laughs> what do you think you you probably want to throw your leg over we we can sign you up under an alias and so nobody even knows who you are
8: <laughs> yeah we'll have to see about that um you know, that would be one heck of a road racing world article. You know, Drake Beecher might able to continue the rest <laughs> oh, of the yeah. race season. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Due to, so uh, close uh, to
5: victory in the championship. Incident. And, yeah, due to an unfortunate <laughs> right? dirt track incident involving no one with a brain. <laughs>
8: <laughs> right? Who doesn't what? even have a license to do so?
4: <laughs> Wait a minute. You don't have to have a license in, in uh, Davenport.
5: AFT, you do. In AFT, you do, but not at Tony's race. Not at Tony's race.
4: I'm the promoter. I own the race. I own the event. It's fine.
5: Oh, okay. That changes
8: the game. We'll we'll have to see.
4: Okay. If you want to ride a single, I got one. If you want to ride a legit twin, I just happen to know that there's one available that would probably, and I'll let you talk to the owner of it so you can get a little more comfortable than talking to some wing nut on the on the radio show here <laughs> who doesn't but, uh, know anything about
5: him no no uh
4: <laughs> no that would be really fun and it and it uh if you do make it over to the races i sincerely mean all of those things i'll i'll totally take care of you and love to have you there we'd love to interview you during the event um you know with down on the on the track during the half mile in davenport on august 30th it's a friday and the, the swap meet that goes on there is incredible you You really is it is a cool event, and I know you're busy, but if you can yeah. make it, we'd love to have you
5: All
8: right, send me the dates and I'll see what I can do.
5: I just did. it's yeah. August thirtieth. It's show it's up the day Alrighty. before it's the day before the springfield uh um, t- what it's the short track on Saturday, right? No, no it's no. the mile uh, on Saturday. They're doing a double header of the mile. That's the deal because it rained out so they yep. do
4: the they do the mile on Saturday and then they do the mile on Sunday as well. yeah, and then Monday's a rain out, a rain date,
5: yep, yep. absolutely. Alrighty. And the cool, the other cool thing that uh, Tony hasn't been mentioning so much about his race is you get legit board trackers there, which after going to the event, one of the coolest parts of it, man, was those board trackers. They're you
4: so know what a board tracker is, Drake? I do. Is it cool? Or what the, so these guys, I mean, they're worth hundred grand.
5: Yeah. And I they do. were racing them for real. For real. For real. For they real were, they're throwing not like, them in and – on the gas hard.
4: Yeah, and there's no chance I wouldn't get. I would throw my leg over one of them things. They look way have, too fast. Yes. For what I mean, I
8: con- I've contemplated doing the Iowa Man. Like, if I got the opportunity to do that, like, I contemplate doing that. Board track? Mm-mm.
5: No. <laughs> no, thank you. Well, th- no one's going to actually, hopefully in this day and age, actually put together a board track so that someone can acquire the 16-foot sliver that board tracks are famous for. Uh but their board track <laughs> machines on flat track they they're crazy fast. Crazy fast oh, yeah. on what looked like 1920s era bicycle tires and suspension.
8: Oh yeah. That'd be crazy.
5: <laughs> do you uh
4: so the three rounds that we, or four rounds I guess it is cuz Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh's a doubleheader. Which which one do you look forward to the most? Do you think it's it's um and which track do you think is m- most suited for the twin?
8: So that's a very good question. Um, so in years past, I have really looked forward to Pittsburgh because of the track being pristine. Uh been recently repaved, and the surface is just billiard smooth um, and tons of grip. I love that track and the location of it. It's just a great place to be. Um, you know, And I feel like we're getting the bike set up to where it's going to handle very well there. Um, especially because we've been struggling with cornering just a little bit, um, getting the bike set up for that. So hopefully that will prove our theory uh, that we currently have that will uh, gain us that advantage. Um, But I'm really looking forward to Barber because they just freshly repaved that track.
5: And it it did happen. You know that for sure because I knew that it was the plan earlier this year and they don't typically backpedal on it, but it's happened. You're aware of that
8: yes it has happened and that's what i've been aware of and especially by the time we get there it's going to be pristine
5: Yeah. barber with fresh pavement is uh heaven on earth if you ask me i'm totally with you
8: yeah because they they run the uh porsche driving school there and they have you know a bunch of braking bumps and some of the key sections where you know you might like to back the bike in for charlotte's web and it's got a bunch of braking bumps there um and just you know, kind of unsettles the chassis. But you know, if that's going to be smooth now, I'm really looking forward to that.
5: Yeah, that's the spot that really pays off. And I think uh, the other one is the bottom, uh, the back straightaway downhill left. What the, the you, when you bottom out, you G out before you go up and over the tunnels. At thirteen, they call it or twelve. Well, it's maybe it's twelve.
8: Oh yeah, go um, the uphill right. Yes, yeah, the 11-12, uh, yeah, going up the tunnel. Yes. Yep, absolutely. Be...
5: That usually gets kind of bumpy. But, you know, it has been known to be bumpy in that area just because apparently cars put a lot of load into that spot. Right. Yeah, that'll be nice when it is smooth. I'm looking forward to that race as well, now that you say that. Drake, I will be down there for that one. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah.
4: Heck yeah, it be awesome to have you. Are you going to wear your bicycle helmet?
5: I don't do that in the South. That is a strictly road America tradition <laughs> where I'm allowed to ride my scooter well beyond inebriated and no one really says anything. Mm-hmm. It's Wisconsin. Apparently it's, there's no rules.
4: Well, you, you, just, you just soak it up with, with cheese rotwurst bratwurst. And, yeah, and, bratwurst, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Drake, it, it seems that you've kind of become a Sunday man, if you don't mind me saying it, as you sometimes don't qualify yeah. as well as you should, but you always seem to make up for it during the races. What's up with that and, yeah. and what, do you, what do you, uh, how do you address that? Or what's the deal with that?
8: So the lack of seat time that I've had on the FZ07 and, uh, I mean, luckily I know the tracks, but you know, it is a little different, um, translating from going there for, to those tracks for three years on a 300 and then having to alter my lines, my breaking points where I apply the throttle and a bunch of other things, um to each track so there's a little bit of a learning curve there um and getting the bike set up for each individual track um you know we've always been kind of chasing some gremlins around a little bit with just set up and trying to get it to handle how i would like it to um and fortunately we're getting close on that um it was the best that the bike had ever felt at sonoma um It might not look like it, but we had just a little bit of geometry issue that we couldn't uh, fix there at the track. Um, I was just having some pumping in the rear. But other than that, the bike transitioned quickly. Um, It was just when I got on the gas, it went to the edge of the track. So, um, Lenny at k Tech has been a great help um, and, you know, help setting up the bike and getting it to where I want it to be.
5: Drake, you've... uh... Clearly, you're coming on in this season. Um, it's we're nearing the end. Clearly, we're not at the end, and you've got everything to fight for right now. Um, are you looking forward to more uh, in this class in the in the future, or things uh, undecided as yet? Again, clearly, you've got some things to prove before this season is in in the bag.
8: Yeah, um, I mean, as it's been going on for pretty much all year, um, you know, I just have a the attitude of don't quit no matter what, just don't quit, keep on going and make it work. Um, you know, I don't know what next year is going to hold or what's going to be and become of that, but we'll just have to see, um, you know, just keep making connections and see where the cards fall towards this uh, off season. But all I can do right now is, you know, look forward to what I can do and what's in my control, and that's to show up to the track ready to go.
4: Are you familiar with the uh, song "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey? Yes. Well, maybe uh, maybe you just pump that thing a little bit, and you can.
5: <laughs> yeah, that ought to do it for, just a, for a teenager in the teens. What's yeah.
4: your favorite song? What's your favorite Metallica song?
8: Ooh, that one's a tough one. Uh, probably um, "Fade to Black" or "Side But True." "Side But True" is the one that you know. Got me hook, line, and sinker when I
5: was uh, three years old. (laughs) Oh no, you're rocking since he was three. Man, I'm old. Yeah, Uh,
4: you were three. Wow, you just you just uh, little reality check for me, and especially PJ. I bet because you uh, were probably like, "Well, you're like in the army."
5: I was well out of the army. Well out of the the army. (laughs) Well out of the army when that (laughs) one came around. That's just fine.
8: Um, I'm sorry, I didn't know that they had Metallica during the Korean War.
5: You've been taking lessons from uh, someone in our crew, and I assume his name was Tony. That's great. Uh, the old man, River, and actually, I just turned the big five zero last week, so it's uh, only getting worse. Happy
4: birthday! I'm sorry I missed it. Happy I kind of
5: avoided birthday.
4: I cheese curded my way through that. I meant to make it, but oh man! No,
5: no worries. The 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 uh, Beatles cover band really rocked the house down at the marina. It was a good time. Really? Oh yeah, we had a good Not time you. at the marina. I'm sure
4: that's fun. Uh, if you, if you, uh, all jokes aside, if you were to exit the twins class next season, do you think you'd prefer a super sport or a stock 1000 ride, anything out there that you're like, oh, maybe that could be an option. Somebody you've been talking to, you don't have to say who or anything like that, but is there anything on the table at this point?
8: Um, nothing currently on the table at this point. Um, and if I had my choice, um, personally, I would like to go to stock 1000, um, I just, I have had my eye on that class for a little while and I even had my eye on that after, uh, or before I had the opportunity for the twins cup, I was looking at that. I know it was going to be kind of a bigger jump, but, um, that was, you know, well before I figured out what I was really going to do. Um, but you know, I like the power of a thousand and personally, I mean, that's part of the reason why I ride is just, you know, feeling the speed and. Getting my adrenaline fixed off of that and uh, you know it's just exhilarating there's nothing like it
5: well you're uh, you're a, a growing young man if you will Drake clearly you've uh, putting in some time in the gym so you look like you're definitely up to the ta- to the challenge of handling uh, you know substantially more horsepower than certainly in the 300s and now the twins that you're riding uh, I could totally see you going to uh, to a super stock uh m- Class ride, uh, and I'm, I'm sure there's going to be somebody out there that's going to hear that and want to talk to you. Given that you are the front runner of the three in in your class, um, is there is there anything about the upcoming races that you feel uh, maybe favors you over your uh, your opponents, uh, the guys that are closest to you in the class right now?
8: Um, I mean,
5: <laughs> well, that'll do it. Um, you know, that 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 I'm... does it.
8: I'm I'm hungry and you know I just I don't like to roll over and die. I just don't do that. I'll fight to the bitter end and you know I'll make the moves I got to make to stay up there and to make it work, you know what I mean?
5: Absolutely. So how does this uh I mean you guys have you you of course had the race at Sonoma, but you had uh, before that about a month off Uh, How did your month off go, I mean, as far as training? Were you you stepping it up or just trying to level out for the remainder of the season?
8: Uh, Staying busy uh, working, and um, I was trying to get to do some more uh, dirt training. Um, I didn't get to do as much as I wanted to, but, you know, staying busy with work so I could make the last part of the, you know, push for California and the Western Rounds possible because um, you know as a broke 19 year old it is not easy to make this uh, pro racing gig work so uh you know working my butt off to get out there and to do it um you know I was getting really good shoulder exercises um chainsaws above the head do that really well
5: <laughs> yeah and I'm sure you're well it's worth noting your dad's still doing every race with you is that fair correct or is he uh getting a little bit of a breather
8: uh, no, he's been to, uh, every single, uh, pro race that I've been to.
5: And he's functioned. I'm sure he's probably splitting driving duties with you as well as, uh, doing a fair bit of the pit work.
8: Uh, actually he, he slacked off a little bit for the, uh, Western round. So we got, uh, him flights to get out there cause, uh, somebody had to go back to work the next day after the races. So, uh you know i had, i was stuck with the driving most of the time so
4: who's going to wash uh, your bike afterwards if he's not there that sounds horrible
8: it's terrible No.
4: um i mean you're 19 you don't want to you got your health and why would you want to in your in your youth why would you want to waste it washing motorcycles what do you want a job for
8: <laughs> <laughs> but, well, luckily there isn't too much washing that has to be done for our uh, road race bikes yeah i our, get it yeah. As long but, as you keep uh, no, them out could, of the gravel could, traps. Honestly, yeah. Right. Uh, and luckily, you know, I wouldn't be able to do this without my dad. You know, he works his butt off to make sure that everything gets done on the bike. And, uh, you know, never had issues. I've never had a mechanical out of a race because of an issue that my dad has missed or anything like that. Um, and I actually I don't think I have DNF'd or mechanical period, under you know, him watching the bike and working his magic. So, you know, I wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for him.
5: Yep. We've all met him at the track and he's uh he's a true, uh true competitor himself. I mean, he's, he puts his uh, hat in, in your ring every weekend when you're racing. Who are you training with these days? Drake, are you uh, doing the solo Ironman type deal? Or have you got some guys that you uh, work out with?
4: Solo Ironman. Just chainsaw.
5: Just the you and the chainsaw. What do you do for training, Drake?
8: I've done some running. Um, I don't run as much as I want to um, or need to, and you know I'm trying to get better onto a routine. But you know, working to race and to get out there um, kind of puts a little bit of a damper on that. You know, after being out in the sun for quite a while, and you know, I got sick right before I went to Sonoma, and I thought that I had a beat, and then it came back and during the race i started having a uh, drainage and stuff screwing with me and some other gross details
4: mm, that does the sound race. gross we could just spare
1: us most fun. of it yeah, yeah please spare us right.
8: <laughs> right so uh you know that was part of how it was a hard-fought uh, second for uh, sonoma and i was really proud of that just to hold on to that position
4: well, Jake, it's uh, we're we're stoked to have you on the show. We're friend. We're we're excited to be your friend on the show, and uh, excited to have Billy Mallory part of your program now because he's he's pretty important to us and everything we do here. And uh, it's it's a cool fit. It's a cool uh, uh, situation to have you on the show, and then and have him be involved in your program and everything. And I meant every word I said. If you want a bike to ride, twin single, some old crawdad vintage bike. Um, or if you just want to hang out and you need a place to stay, we got you covered down there in in Davenport next weekend on the 30th on Friday.
8: Awesome. I appreciate that. I'll see if I can make it.
4: Okay. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Jack has efforted and succeeded to reach Tristan Hart. He's going to join us right after the break. It's Pit Pass. Stay tuned.
8: Hi, this is Scott Russell, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio.
1: Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires. Starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings. And the VRM300, it's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions. And it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding Big Four Strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new Slow Rebound Tacky Compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a Tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's (laughs) V-Rubber!
0: With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's track-a-d-d-i-x.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402 408 4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with track addicts track days
1: it's a fact the best you've ridden is the best you know until you've ridden Race Tech suspension you haven't experienced the best suspension possible racetech is the science of suspension for atv and utvs motocross freestyle and stunning off-road supermoto road race sport bikes cruisers touring and vintage bikes as well as adventure riding with gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our g3s custom series shocks You, too, can have the Racetech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.
0: 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF R3 Sport Bike at Hickland Power Sports & Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and RevZilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long-sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't
4: wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hi, my name is Ben
2: Evans. I'm a professional motocross and supercross racer, and you're listening to
3: Pit Pass
4: Racing. Man, there's a blast from the past. Ben Evans, he did—he had his pro debut in the West Coast Supercross on the 250. It was the Ty Lube Honda team. I don't really think Honda was even affiliated with the team at that point, but it was just the Ty Lube team and that was a fun year it's he a ways and, back he and Alex Martin were teammates Ben no longer races professional motocross Alex Martin as you know is uh, a marks doing very well racing for the JGR Suzuki so a little bit of history trivia there uh, big thanks to Drake Beecham who who uh, had an outstanding talk with us talking about his one- point lead in the twins cup that's
5: pretty he awesome is, he is on the gas this year he is he is growing up fast and faster
4: and you know i agree with you i mean i know barney and, and everybody is is right there but him coming on mid-season like he has he's on a roll he's got the confidence he's 19
5: he's 19 and he's feeling it it's so cool yeah, and, it and, really uh, is. it'd be a good feel-good story
4: if he won especially you know you're you guys being involved with him up there and with Billy helping now, Billy Mallory and, and everything. He's it's, been
5: uh, And he's been a babe, a pit pass babe for since he was a young boy. I we mean, had him when we, he was 14, 13. We were getting, you know, Tommy boy has been uh, involved for uh, quite a while.
4: Yep, yep. So big thanks to Drake for joining us. Joining us now is 22-year-old Tristan Hart, who claimed a remarkable 14th overall at the Erzberg Rodeo. Red Bull hair scramble earlier this year, and uh, he's finished in the last dog standing with a podium finish in third place, IRC Enduro Fest in second place, and the Rev Limiter Hard Enduro in fifth place, just to name a few. Tristan Hart joins us now. Tristan, if we could put him on air, Jack. Wake up, buddy. Here we go. All right, Tristan joins us now. <laughs> how are you, Tristan? What's going on? Good.
8: How are you guys?
4: Good. We appreciate you taking the time. What are you up to today? Uh just spent
8: the last two days driving across the U.S., almost back to phoenix now for the first round of enduro cross
4: wow a lot of driving enduro cross wasn't going to happen is happening what's going on with that series
8: yeah so i guess they sold it and then that guy couldn't secure some sponsors so eric Penard, the original creator of it bought it back and he joined with todd hammock of some arena cross series and they're putting together a three-round series this year so that's that's cool
5: that is cool. I mean, we've we've been relatively in the know about this since it, you know, because we interviewed the racers, the very very talented racers that have been a part of the series, and and we were all a little bit broken hearted that it was going away.
4: And everything Eric touches seems to be, and his partner are gonna. I think it's going to be a good combo. Are, are you? You've got to be pretty excited. You must be. You're driving a long ways.
8: <laughs> yeah, definitely a long drive, but yeah, everything Eric does, all the Supercross races, I just raced a TKO race in Tennessee, he does that, he yep. does so many races, and everything he does is so, so awesome, so yeah, I'm super happy he bought, bought it back, and it's
5: And what about this Erzberg Rodeo, 14th overall, is it, tell me that's not your first visit to the Erzberg, and that you just came out of the gate swinging that hard?
8: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, actually, that was my first time there, and honestly, I was really close to getting the top 10, but I had a front brake issue, and Cody Webb actually gave me his on, like, halfway through the race, so if he wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have finished, but I lost, like, 30 minutes or so from that, and I still ended up finishing, so that was probably the best experience I've had in a race in my lifetime, so that was awesome.
4: That is awesome, and, and what a what a need experience to go over there and do that.
8: Yeah, my dad came with me, and we stayed for a week and got to experience a bit of Austria, so that was really cool. And to see all the top factory guys like Jarvis and Johnny Walker and talk to them was pretty cool, and race alongside them for a bit was pretty cool, too.
5: And you, so do you foresee yourself doing that again? Because, you know, certainly uh, in the press and even here on Pit Pass, we've talked to competitors, and they said – Some people are of the one and done, I never want to go there again, or no, I really want to go and do better.
8: Yeah, I definitely want to go back, and I want to do better. I want a top 10, and eventually I'd like to top five, and maybe one day a podium would be like an ultimate goal of mine. So hopefully I can accomplish that one day.
4: Is top 10 a win or is a top five a win for you at this point?
8: At this point. A top five <laughs> that might sound like it's all order but i think i'm capable of doing it so we'll see in the future
4: just being able to be there and and throw your your name in that that ring of people is, is uh just gives you more street cred than than many of your peers and i don't care what discipline it is that's a that's a legitimate tough thing to do and I can People only get imagine. get really hurt there.
5: <laughs> it's a race where you can get really, really, really hurt, right? And, it's, and even from yeah. just exhaustion.
8: Yeah, some of the downhills there, that's probably the most dangerous thing. And it's like, if you don't ride it out or you don't walk it, you actually try and ride it like shit. I mean, sorry my language, but it, it can go really bad. And that was like one of my worst fears. And luckily I didn't get hurt. And then with the exhaustion, too, in Carl's Diner, like, an hour over those rocks was just unreal. And my dad actually ran through the rocks with me, encouraging me the whole time, just giving me positive words.
4: That's awesome, dude.
8: For that, I was, like, I was ready to quit at one point, and he encouraged me through it, so that was really awesome of him.
4: That's so cool. That's a neat story. Is your dad, is he going to be, was he at the TKO, TKO with you?
8: Uh, he wasn't. He was actually fishing on the coast on his new fishing boat, so he's taking a step back this summer, but that's cool.
4: That sounds way cooler, actually, Yeah, than, than on the yelling coast. at your kid in some rocks when he's spinning out. Yeah. How was the TKO?
8: <laughs> was TKO this year was definitely different than I think any year except the first year. It didn't rain in the previous week, so it was dry and dusty. It almost was like SoCal weather where it was just super dusty and not super humid, like the East Coast is known for. So it was like the first two knockouts were almost just like a hair scramble, single track kind of race. There wasn't anything technical. I don't think any of the top guys had to get off their bikes to walk. Really? And, and in the final, it's pretty hard for the final not to be gnarly because it's just up that waterfall and the big boulders in the creek. So that was still pretty gnarly. And I managed to finish fifth behind Colton and then three Europeans. So
4: not bad we won't mention their names uh
8: manuel let won. mario got second and wade
5: young got third
4: okay i guess we will mention their names then
5: <laughs> give them a little give them some props
4: <laughs> that's that's uh interesting i know some guys that came actually from our neck of the woods that went down there and raced it i, I don't know how they finished i saw on their facebook or their instagram or something that they were racing it and I um I had I had thought you know this year I raced Loretta Linz in the amateur in the in the old man class in the plus forty, and same deal for me a top ten was was like okay and I finished uh when I I got eighth seventh or eighth, eighth. I thought you said seventh yeah and yeah. I'm like now I'm like eh I'm gonna go back and I want to podium that thing. And that's a tall order for me, you know, and, and nobody cares. It's the old man class, right? But it's, (laughs) but it, but it's, it's why, why we get up in the morning and, and it's, it's fun and, and I'll work towards that and that kind of thing. But I also have thought, um, you know, I race in, in Baja and, uh, it's Uh my, my intention is to Ironman the 1000 in 2020. And I want to go there and win and win it. And I know that's a tall order. Um, the, uh, the the TKO sounds like a lot of fun. I was thinking about that. I was uh, actually the the Iowa State Fair goes on the same week, so it's it has to compete, and that's a big deal to me. I really love the Iowa State Fair here, and, and there's like over a million people that go. It's a big deal. Wow. And and uh, an incredible waste of time and money. So, believe me. <laughs> so, so I thought, you know what? I could I would rather spend that money going down and racing the TKO, and I and I'm. I'm glad to have you on to, uh, you know, like a local double A guy that's now 40. Is it, is that a place for me? Or am I, I mean, the other, the guys that, that, that went and raced it, I would handily beat at a local race, but I don't know how they finished. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. I mean, that's a weird format too.
8: Yeah. I think the coolest thing about extreme Enduro, it's not really how you finish so much. It's just about the sense of accomplishment you can get from like the extremely challenging obstacles because stuff you'll see, you don't think it's possible. And then you just forced to push and push yourself out of your comfort zone and try these crazy things. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, but when it does work out, it's a pretty good feeling. And I think that's why extreme Enduro is growing so much right now.
4: And I think it's, it's, um, you know, also that the, the, the What's cool about that event, I think, is your friends, family, like your dad, running through the rocks to cheer you on over there at Erzberg. You know, if you if you're the spectators, it's designed to have the spectators close to you. So that's I think that's more fun too than if you're out there, you know, in in uh, Mexico in the Baja by yourself in the middle of the night. You're like, what am I doing? No, no
5: one's out there. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And yeah, that would be fun. Extreme
8: enduro definitely is so spectator friendly. Like at Erzberg, there's a couple sections. There's like probably a thousand people or so at each section cheering you on, and just they get such a thrill off seeing you get up a hill, and that just that helps you carry on with the race. So that definitely helps with extreme enduro.
5: And at the at Erzberg. So I'm I'm always puzzling over it when I watch because I work at a dealership. So we've got Moto TV and various years of the Berg are always rolling through on our video, at least clips of it. Is the start? Do they they do they break up the start in any way, or is it really a, just a mad dash? Uh,
8: so they break it up. Five hundred people total, and we start in rows of fifty, like every. 20 or 30 seconds.
5: Whoa. It's a lot (laughs) of dudes aiming at a hill.
8: Yeah, and it's supposed to be a dead engine start, and it never really ends up being a dead engine start. Everyone starts with their engines on, and you're supposed to wait for Carl, the race designer or maker, promoter, for him to pick up the flag, but as soon as he even moves his hand, everyone just leaves on a mad dash, and then at that point, there's no stopping them, and then... It's just chaos for the next 3 hours honestly.
5: Yes. Yeah, I mean and it's it's <laughs> hours of a race but people are legitimately freaking out about the the half a second they might gain at the start.
8: Exactly. It's just everyone is like trying to kill each
5: other for the first 20 minutes like legitimately it's crazy.
4: Yeah, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun,
5: actually. Does it pay off to be a little more patient in that? I can only imagine. I guess you don't want to be behind people, though, that uh, can't make the the first obstacles because otherwise you just get log jammed right? right? and it's game over.
8: Yeah, so it's super important to be on the first row. That's, like, the most important thing. So you want to be top 50 fastest on the prologue the day before. And then my style is not... I'm not a super aggressive racer, so I like to let the race come to me, especially in the later half of the race. So I'll honestly let people go if they're, like, being super aggressive because I don't feel like battling for the first hour because I know it's such a long race. So it's just depending on your style. And my style is just a little more mellower, I'd say.
5: Well, it's working for you. And letting the race come to you when it's three, four hours long, I guess, uh, can work.
4: Yep. What about uh, GNCC? You do those?
8: I've never done one, but I'd like to because I grew up racing off-road in Canada, and it's tight, gnarly trees and kind of similar to GMCC, maybe a little tighter, but those guys are definitely fast, and I I don't know if I can hang with many of them, but I raced Ben Kelly this weekend, and we had some good battles, so it'd be fun to try one one day, though.
4: He's no slouch, but I tell you, I do not believe... Unless you're right on logging roads in Canada or something, I don't believe GNCC. They're so fast and blown out compared to any any other series that I've seen. It's a completely different animal. I mean, they race ATVs the day before. You know what I mean?
8: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
4: But uh, I have no doubt you'd do well. It'd be it'd be fun to see. I go to a few of those here and there. So um, three hours apparently doesn't bother you to race that long. It does. <laughs> t- it's so rough though like in the, the the early races like in march and stuff you can't imagine and i know tristan you'd have no trouble with it but for a slob like me it is the most brutal and you've just like why would i go to that and then and then by february you're like well I'm probably gonna head down to the gncc in florida again
8: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, get, get- I have some friends from canada that do gnccs and they always tell me about how rough and gnarly they are so that I can definitely expect with so many, like, hundreds and hundreds of racers on the track. It's bound to get super rough.
4: Yeah. Thousands, actually. Yeah. In some situations. Arm
5: pump in the pits. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's what I would have <laughs> <Right>. for sure.
4: <laughs> so, what are your expectations for the Endurocross Cross this weekend, Tristan?
8: Uh, so, this year they got Taddy Blazusiak coming over to fill in for Cody Webb and then Hager. Cool. So. Ultimately, if I could battle those guys for wins or podiums, that would be that would be really cool. If I could beat them here and there, I'm not expecting to fully win the endurocross title. But if I can beat them straight up, which is something I've only done a couple times, that'd be really cool and mean a lot.
4: That is cool. What's your what's your plans for the balance of the season? Anything besides uh, endurocross?
8: Uh, I might be going to Indonesia for another Extreme Enduro race, which would be pretty excited for that if that comes through. And then I have another race in Quebec I'm going to be doing, and then just some local racing, and then two more rounds in Endurocross in October, and that's about it, I think.
4: Where do you live now?
8: Uh, I live near Calgary, Alberta, oh, I live just across the border in British Columbia. You
4: still live up in Canada. you do any motocross ever?
8: Yep. I do some local motocross here and there whenever I can fit it in and I practice it.
4: Do you follow the, the CM, CMRC? Is that what it is? Canadian?
8: Yeah. I, I I follow that.
4: So, uh, Michael Essie, always a fun story when, when he's racing any series. Uh, have you been following all the drama there and everything?
8: Yeah. That one race definitely blew up where Philip Nicoletti, bad news still got in his face and screamed at him or whatever. And then, they ended up getting some fines and stuff. That was pretty crazy.
4: <laughs> I think it's just what the Canadian series needs.
8: It's, it's so yeah, Alessi. Yeah, definitely. They <laughs> put it on the map.
4: I think it's awesome, actually. And, and I don't, I mean, we've had Alessi in the studio when he was on mini bikes and when, when, his, when he was making his pro debut in, at Millville, you know, his dad called me and helped him find a mechanic for the summer, for, you know, to train or whatever and, and be a practice bike mechanic. Like, I know the Alessis very, very well. Tony and I talk. Every time we see each other, we end up spending a good fair amount of time talking. I don't know why, and I really don't know why, it always seems to find Mike Alessi, the drama. I don't. I really don't because I don't think he's – I think he's a great guy. I really do. But, man – you can just count on fireworks if you're gonna. If it, if Michael Lessie's in the show, it's gonna end with fireworks like every concert at the Iowa State Fair. <laughs>
5: every one of them. <laughs> Boom! There he goes. He's off again. Win, lose, or draw. Yeah, it's, it's the same result.
8: Definitely, over the course of his career, the drama seems to follow him. I don't know much about him, but definitely been some good press over that guy.
4: Yeah, what's motocross like up there? I know the off road is insane in Canada.
8: The motor uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's as big as the off-road. The off-road people just like riding in the bushes, since we have so much, like so many mountains where we live. So it just seems to be off the rails. And the moto, there's only a couple moto tracks within BC and Alberta that are like constantly groomed. So there's just not many places to ride.
5: The other ones just they just let it go natural.
4: That's just not enough riders, probably.
5: Yeah, out east, I guess
8: moto's way bigger, but out west, it seems like off-road riding is the bulk of the riders.
4: But it's so good, and and the stuff you grew up riding is, like, some of the best stuff we have down here.
6: Yeah, exactly.
4: Like Colorado. I mean, you go to Colorado, and you're like, oh, it's not that big of a deal, you know?
8: (laughs) Yeah, if you're from Canada.
4: Only your dirt's (laughs) better up there than Colorado.
8: Yeah, we're super lucky. I'm super lucky to live where I live, and that's why... I don't really want to move anytime soon because I think I got some of the best training in the world.
4: So what are you doing? You, you traveling in a sprinter van or something, or, or or what's your program?
8: Yeah, I got a Ford Transit.
4: That's probably smart.
8: 80s, but, yeah, it was a little smarter decision for me. So I drive a lot. Sometimes I fly to races if I can, but we'll try to leave the van sometimes at races, and then we'll fly back and drive to the next race to try and save 20 hours of driving here and there. Sure. But the bulk of it is definitely just driving back and forth, which kind of weighing on me a bit, but there's not much I can do about it at this point.
5: Tough to maintain any uh, meaningful relationships, let's say, while driving constantly. <laughs> Probably don't have a girlfriend that gets to join you on these deals.
8: Actually, my girlfriend's with me right now. My girlfriend of five years. So we're having a little vacation right now. So it's
5: pretty cool. Oh,
4: that's fun. Yes, yeah, that sounds, takes
5: the staying out of the drive.
4: Does she know you, she's your yes. girlfriend?
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she knows.
8: <laughs> Sometimes she might not know, though.
4: Sometimes she might like question herself, like, what am I doing?
8: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I've, I've heard some stuff. <laughs> all
4: yeah. right, Tristan Hart, it's been fun having you on. You've been a good sport. I'd like to give you a chance to thank all of the sponsors that help you go racing.
8: Yeah, I want to thank RPM Racing. Mike helped me this year and will be helping me next year too. And then KTM Canada, KTM USA, Maxis, Con, SMF, Just One CD, Motorex, Amy Racing, thanks to all of them.
4: Awesome job. You must have, like, the bike right there and you could read them all off and your graphics, is, <laughs> I, I'm assuming, right? So. yeah. All right, Tristan, we appreciate you. Have a safe trip, and good luck in Endurocross.
8: Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Have a good night.
4: All right, thanks.
5: Pit Pass Moto is an Evergreen Podcast production. Evergreenpodcast.com hosts a diverse and dynamically curated blend of creative shows featuring a wide range of lifestyle and niche programming. Our network features a myriad of entertaining shows rooted in high creative values and production quality. That's us, Pit Pass Moto, on Evergreen Podcast Productions.
8: Hey, this is Ben Bostrom. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio.
0: With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first Boa closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth even closure, no pressure points and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike.
1: For more information, visit FlyRacing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high. high-quality, performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco.
4: America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.
5: 1460.
4: KXNO.
0: If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hickland Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on there's the high performance enduro derived Yamaha WR250R featuring long travel suspension and advanced high end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual sport model that's right for you. For more, visit yamahamotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal. And dangerous.
1: Time out. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. Hey
7: everybody, this is Jeff May, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio.
4: Thanks, Jeff. This show is brought to you in part by Fly Racing. Continue to expand its line of hard parts, from bike stands to handlebars and grips, chain and sprockets, foot pegs, and lever assemblies. To creative products such as its innovative boot wash stand. I've had one for three years. To be honest, I hadn't used it until Loretta's because you wash your gear and motorcycle immediately following or it's...
5: It's c- concrete, I would assume. It's,
4: no, it's just stinky. I'm really Stinky. <laughs> and you want your bike to look good for Loretta. so and In fact, I had Stinky, who works for me, Dylan. He was down there helping me, in, and he's such a trooper. He, it's, the minute I got off, so he brought the innovative boot wash stand from Fly Racing. And uh, I'm like, what is that thing? I've seen that thing in the shop for ages, and he goes, watch this. Puts the boots on. It was actually pretty sweet. So Fly Racing has a bunch of... Dylan does owe me a bike stand because he did back over my bike stand with the side-by-side. But other than that, it was a su- total success with Dylan um, at Loretta Lynn. So I want to thank Fly Racing for all their innovative designs. And uh, the Fly Racing designers are committed to making quality hard parts. And you can find them all at flyracing.com or see your local Fly Racing authorized dealer for a full list of available fly hard parts. Okay. The, uh, the British GP... Is coming up Silverstone this weekend, PJ. What's the buzz around MotoGP right now?
5: Well, let's start with uh, Mister Lorenzo will be returning after uh, a pretty serious injury that he suffered back uh, around the Assen round. Um, sure, and he's been out, so he is coming back, and he's uh, made some comments. You know, it's going to take a bit to get back up to speed. Completely understandable. What he doesn't currently mention is he may or may not have been kind of shopping around in the pits. It is yet to be fully determined, but he may or may not have been somewhat shopping uh, for potential Why would he future want future offers. It, it,
4: okay, so he's with
5: he's with Repsol, Repsol Honda. He's on the world champ. World Championship team, he is Mark Marquez, fastest guy in the pits, arguably. Do you His think teammate. that's?
4: Do you think that plays a part in it that he doesn't want to be the second man on a team? That kind of thing. Play second fiddle, that sort of thing. and Potential. Okay. And do you do that to Honda? They're but, a very proud yeah, the, Japanese organization. Not if, wa-
5: not if you want your bike to be clean and functional for the <laughs> remainder of one MotoGP season. I wouldn't think that you would want Honda to find out you're sniffing around for potential jobs even though you have a contract that absolutely binds you to Honda. Through the end of 2020, this is, you know, Lorenzo, uh, as brilliant as he has been on his motorcycle in years past and at various times throughout his career, How hasn't, so much al- this hasn't always. This year He struggled on the bike, Um Famously, so did the guy before him, Mr. Danny Pedrosa. He didn't so much struggle. He just never made the last step that got him to the title, to the top of the podium on a recurring basis. Mark Marquez clearly has that figured out. Um, So Lorenzo trying to shop his skills around just seems a little short-sighted. He's uh, approaching arguably middle age of a very good career. No one's short-selling his talents. Uh, But... Again, I can't see how this benefits him in any way. If he was anything less than careful, letting people be, letting it be known, he might be interested in a job.
4: Yeah, that seems to me. Uh, I mean, it happens. We know it happens. It happens in every genre of motorcycle racing. You know that uh,
5: when Rossi left that team famously, it was under the cover of darkness. He had secret meetings. I have the book, the biography that details all of it. When he was meeting with Yamaha, you read a was, book. Oh, I've read a number of motorcycle books. You actually read a you. book
4: in Mexico during your with the week of your wedding. I saw, I went down to the beach yeah. and I saw you reading one day, and I go, "What is he doing? I what is that?" Didn't even that thing doesn't even rolling. have a, a, a <laughs> internet browser on it. What is going on with PJ?
5: I am an old guy. I still do the, the the actual print, same as my Road Racing World. I love to get my Road Racing World in hand. I'm not. I don't do the digital very well. That said, Rossi had, you know, he knew at a very young age, don't uh, upset the apple cart at Honda unless you are willing to pay the price. And it'll be interesting to see the rest of the season. What does uh, Mr. Uh, Lorenzo's side of the garage look like versus current reigning and well ahead in points, Mark Marquez's side of the garage. Uh, Clearly the bike goes well.
4: Yeah, and, and but he, to be fair, he's not gone well this year.
5: Yeah, Jorge's struggled with uh, the Honda. No one can put their finger on it, and I'm sure least of all Jorge, he's had historically his struggles in MotoGP, and then he comes out of it and he looks like a genius all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy is he's incredibly talented. No one can take that away. You don't accidentally win world championships, and he has multiples. Uh, he is a gifted gifted talented rider he seems uh, if i was guessing a little more prone to uh, um, the psychological side of the game if you will it's just it seems like he gets in his own head and and can be his own worst enemy he's very critical of himself when uh, other guys seem to move be able to pick it up and move on when things don't go quite their way
4: you know and that's uh that's just part of being a good racer i think in in any any aspect is, is to be able to learn from your your shortcomings and, and your mistakes. I mean, not not just in racing. That's just that's being, life in general. Yeah, you know, just being. Obviously, I've not been done well. With this, I'm,
5: I'm, I figure <laughs> I'm going to get it. This next decade is going to be mine. The fifties are going <laughs> to be are the fifties. When I'm really going to get it dialed.
4: You're really going to come on strong in on their, in the in your fifties. Which yeah. you had a birthday. Congratulations. <laughs> Happy birthday. 50 is... Um, it's a big one. Yeah. Did you ever think I'd, you'd get there?
5: I didn't think I was going to make 30. I thought, no way do I make 30. I was really struggling through my 20s. So I'm gonna, that I got 30 was amazing to me.
4: I'm going to tell you, its it, I cannot believe I'm in my 40s. And I'm going to petition with MX Sports for Loretta Liz next year to not name it Senior 40 Plus. If they could just call it like
5: Cool guy class. Cool guy. Make real cool. (laughs) Cool guy class.
4: Big thanks to our guests on the show today, Tristan Hart, Drake Beacham, and uh, J.D. Beach, Jesse Janish, and Chris Hawkins. You can find it on pitpassmotor.com. We hope to see everybody August 30th, Friday. It's in Davenport at the Mississippi Valley Fairgrounds. There's a tremendous antique motorcycle swap meet that you really, you, you, you barely have to be a motorcycle person to go there and appreciate it. The boys from from uh, Frank Fritz and, and from uh, American Pickers will be there. There's people that come from Japan, Australia, all over the world. It's really incredible. So come and join us at the Half Mile at the Mississippi Valley Fairgrounds in Danport. For P.J. Dorn, Jack, and Leanne DeLeon, Ed Camp, Tommy Boy Halverson, I'm Tony Wing. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.
3: May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. <clears throat> I
5: you? Uh- to me!
3: Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited.